Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So this week I have a real treat for you. I am talking to Jessica Frew. She is a second wife, an ex-wife, a mom, a stepmom, and the co-host of the Husband-in-Law podcast. So if you think that your life is complicated, well, you need to buckle up and listen to Jessica's story. So Jessica and her ex-husband, Steve, were married for just over a year when he came to terms with the fact that he was gay. They stayed happily married for another seven years until Steve decided that it was time that he needed to explore and be authentic to himself. When they divorced, they discussed what they wanted their divorce and co-parenting relationship to look like for their daughter, and they have been able to stick to that plan. Now, Jessica has been remarried for six years and now has two stepkids. Her husband, Matt, and Steve are really good friends. In fact, the three of them host the podcast together. They do birthdays and family dinners and holidays and vacations together, but the relationship with Matt's ex-wife is a completely different story. Now, despite their efforts to have a good relationship, Jessica and Matt have learned that they need to set boundaries to protect themselves and the kids. In this episode, Jessica shares her story, her mindset about life, and some really good strategies that have worked to her as she navigates this role. We also talk candidly about what it's like to know that your husband is gay and how hard the step-parenting role can be. Now, there's two things I want to talk about before we dive in. First, I want to take a quick second and remind everyone about my new free ebook, The Secret to Improving Your Step Family Life. Yep, I am sharing 10 tips that if you implement into your step family life will result in positive change. Like I can pretty much guarantee it. If you do the work, it will work. So you can download your copy at www.thekickassstepmomproject.com forward slash free guide. Second, if you haven't already, please take a moment and give this podcast a rating and a review on iTunes and share us out on social media. This helps us grow the podcast so much, which lets us give into more ears and get more kick-ass guests and just keep doing what we're doing. So if you could do that for me, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much in advance. And now without further ado, let's get to Jessica. Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life, while bringing you along as I create my own. Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I'm so excited to have you and dive into your story. You have, you know, you're a wealth of knowledge. You have such a great perspective and such an interesting story. So, you know, I gave my uh, listeners a little bit of an intro before, but how about we start by just giving us, give us the lowdown, tell us your story and how you got to the place that you're at right now. Sounds great. So I met my ex-husband when I was 19 and we got married when I was 20. So I was pretty young when we met and we were married for seven years. About a year into our relationship, he came to terms with the fact he was gay and we decided to stay married. He wasn't ready to leave. He didn't want to leave. We were very happy in our marriage. And so we continued forward. And for me, I figured, you know, 
I'm happy and I'm going to continue forward. And I know that sounds absolutely crazy, but (laughs) that is what we did. And we had a great relationship. We worked through a lot of things. It took him years to be able to accept that he was gay and to come to terms with that and to really be confident in showing up in that part of his life. We had a daughter during that time. So we have one daughter together and um, we eventually got divorced, which I knew that was a possibility. I mean, if, if your husband tells you he's gay, that's obviously something that's a real possibility in your marriage. And so I owned that, that I stayed in this relationship knowing it was a good possibility that we would end up getting divorced. Um, okay. I'm going to pause I, for a second. I, <laughs> Can I pause for, for one it. second? I have a question. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So you guys were married. He said that he was gay, but then did yeah. you guys continue on? Obviously you had a child together, so you were still carrying on as you were married and in that type yes. of relationship, like you're intimate yeah. with each other and just kind of, he had said that he was gay and then you just kind of kept on trucking or was it, is he bisexual? I don't know. So Sorry. I have questions. Question we get asked a lot. No, it's great. Um, so he is not bisexual and I am the only woman that he was ever really attracted to. He said, you know, he dated girls in high school growing up and we were raised in the Mormon LDS religion. And so being gay in his mind just wasn't an option. So it was really a hard for him to come to terms with. And so, um, yeah, we continued. It's interesting because even during that time, like I would talk to my friends about their sex lives and different things. And usually it turned out that we had a better sex life than most people we knew. And I think that's just because we had a very strong emotional connection and we're very open with who we were in our marriage, but we were monogamous. There was nothing. He never cheated on me until the very end of our relationship. Um, so it was very much, we just kept going in our marriage. That's so interesting. And you know what, obviously very admirable of you guys. You're, you know, it's just different, right? Yeah. 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 It was very different. So carry on. Sorry. (laughs) I interrupted you. I was just kind of like, Whoa, back up for a second. (laughs) Interrupt anytime you want. Got it. Um, so then I, we ended up getting divorced and we actually dated again after we got divorced because he just wasn't sure what he wanted still. He was a mess. And, you know, I figured if there's any way to keep our relationship and our marriage intact because we had a daughter and we really were happy together, we were good friends, then we should explore that. We dated again and it was a complete mess, just a total shit show. And then we ended that and I ended up marrying my husband, Steve and my husband actually became friends when Steve and I were dating again. So they met each other and became friends. And then I met my husband through Steve and, um, ended up marrying him. He has two kids. So I've got two stepkids now and have been able to explore all of that grand goodness (laughs) that comes from that. So your life basically for the last little while has been complicated to say the least. Yes. And I honestly just feel like so Matt and I have been married for about, uh, we're coming up on seven years and I feel like just in the last couple of years, things have kind of emotionally and physically kind of leveled out where I feel like, okay, we kind of know what we're doing. We feel confident in the, in the relationships and how our family works. Um, and that is always changing, but we definitely have more tools now to work that out. So that's, that's been good. All right. So you're talking about how things like leveled out, right? And that's definitely something that I can relate to because, you know, my husband and I talk about this all the time. We feel like we are dealing with still a lot of the same stressors as we always did, uh, give or take a little, obviously things evolve, but you mentioned having the tools to deal with it. And, you know, I put this quote, again, I've 
talked about this a few times on the podcast on Instagram. It's like, it doesn't get easier. You just get better. Do you feel like that resonates with you at all? Oh, for sure. And I just think there's so much that you realize you can let go of and not carry. And that is for me, what has made it easier. Yeah. Here's a question for you. What was easier being married to a man who was gay or being a stepmom? (laughs) You know, what's really interesting is I always say my divorce was so much easier than getting remarried. Um, It was hard and it was sad, but I think I've been trying to decide lately if that was because I had years to prepare for the divorce because it was something that I knew was a possibility and I was choosing to stay in a marriage that I knew could very likely end or if it's just that it was easier to move on from that, that step parenting mm-hmm. really is just that hard. <laughs> so hard. So hard. Um, so yes. Matt was friends with Steve and that's how you guys met. That's what you said, yes. right? So going yeah. into this, was yep. Matt like, okay, this is a weird dynamic or was like, what was his reaction to it all? Matt was very open-minded about it. And that is probably what made this all work for the three of us to be able to have the relationship we have. Um, he definitely was like, whoa, 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 we need to go back a few steps and like explain to me what's going on. Because even when he and Steve were friends, he didn't understand. He didn't know Steve was gay. He didn't know a lot of the details. They would go mountain biking together and they were their guys. So they didn't talk details. And so then I, as when Steve and I broke up, I went after Matt and I was, he was like, I'm so confused, but he was totally fine with it. Like he's always loved Steve and respected Steve. And he also has seen the difference that it makes to have a good relationship with your ex. And so he has always been willing to support that and make that work. Uh, I think when you've seen both sides of having a good relationship with an ex and a rocky relationship with an ex, you can let go of things to show up better in the relationship to make it better because it's so much easier to have a good relationship. It's easier for you and it's way easier for your kids. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because you would think more people would choose to have those types of relationships, but that doesn't seem like it's the case. Now, when you guys got married, so you guys are all friends. Everyone has a great relationship. You guys have, you've talked about how you will all get together, family dinners, all of that kind of stuff. So what is the relationship with Matt's ex like? Because you're a stepmom and Matt has an ex. So when we first got married, things were good with her. And we, I tried really hard to continue to have a good relationship with her because I knew the relationship I had with Steve And I knew how good that was for my daughter. And I wanted to support that and be that for Matt's kids and for myself and for Matt, because I knew the difference it makes. And so we would like when I had when the kids were at our house, I would call her and let her know, hey, we're going to the pool. If you want to meet up with us, they have a half sister that lives at her home. And so I'm like, you know, that's important for her to have time with the kids too. And I know it was hard when all of the kids were gone. So we would go swimming together. I took her out for um, her birthday, for Mother's Day. I just really tried to facilitate a healthy relationship and try to figure out what worked and what didn't. We worked out together, like we would do things. And I really, I I started confiding in her because I, I was hoping that this could be a good friend because... That would be ideal. And then one day she got mad at me for something with scheduling. 
And Matt went to pick up the kids and she, <laughs> Matt walks into the driveway, the kids are all there. And she walks out of the house and just starts yelling and is calling me a bitch and is just going off in front of all the kids and taking everything that was very personal to me that I had shared with her and just throwing me under the bus to Matt. And it was at that mm. point I realized, okay, this isn't, I have, to, I have to look at this differently. I need to figure out a new way to show up that works for her and for me. Um, and that's kind of when things started getting crazy. Yeah. And so when you say crazy, like what's that look like now in terms of your co-parenting relationship? Are you guys able to communicate for the kids and that kind of stuff? Or is it still quite high conflict? It's still very high conflict. And I, I just don't have any communication with her at this point at all. I had, that's something that for my own good, I realized I had to step back and allow Matt to take on and realize that that's okay, that I don't have to be involved. But that was like a very guilt-ridden process of figuring that out that, you know, I, I was showing up in that, in that space for Matt and for the kids because honestly, it's way easier for me because I do all the scheduling for the family. I'm the one that runs the house type thing, you know, and it was easier for Matt. And then I had to realize it didn't matter if it was easier for him. These are his kids and he can show up for them. I don't have to damage myself in doing that. So, um, and he's had to step back a lot with her as well. There were some, yeah, there was a lot that went down and I can go yeah, into that I get it. or not, whichever. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just been a learning process of what, what works in communicating with her and what doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, I like what you said. You're saying, you know, it is easier for me to do the communicating. It is easier because I am the one who schedules things and it just makes it easier on Matt, makes it easier on everyone. But if it's affecting the way that you're showing up and, you know, affecting your mental health, then you have to take a step back as a stepmom because it affects how you yes. are showing up for everyone else in your life. And maybe it's easier for you to be in the conversation about the Christmas break or the schedule or whatever it is. But in the long run, maybe it's not. And I think that's something that a lot of stepmoms really need to really need to process because letting go of that control, while it is hard and it does result in a few more challenges that can come up as you transition out of that role, it's often yep. for the better. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. I was the bad guy if I was showing up and trying to be communicative and help in that process to make it easier. And then when I started stepping back, I was also thrown under the bus because I wasn't showing up. You know, I wasn't the one. And so then it looks like I'm not involved and I don't care. And that's what the kids have been told. And so it was very interesting to try to process that and to realize this really isn't about me. These are somebody else's issues that are being projected on me. And I've known that. And that's you know, something I'm very good at, I feel like, in life is seeing that. But this was felt so much more personal than anything I'd ever experienced before. Mm -hmm. Well, because you, you know, I think that you need to, especially if you were trying to have that type of co-parenting relationship, you almost need to mourn the loss of the co-parenting relationship that you thought you could have. Oh, I totally agree. That is, <laughs> I've never thought about it that way, but I really did have to. Like I, that was a true process going through that. Mm -hmm. um, there was definitely a mourning of that. 
Yeah. And I'll have people message me whenever there's one of those hearts and sparkles, co-parenting relationship things, you know, floating around Facebook, actually very much like you guys, um, with your ex. Yeah. I'll get messages saying, this is how it should be. And this is how, you know, everyone should be. And it's almost, I am saying, yeah, for sure. But it takes three people to have that type of relationship. Yep. And when you're in that co-parenting relationship and you're looking for that, but for some reason you can't get there, it's almost like I, there's times that I blamed myself and really put myself out there trying to create the type of co-parenting relationship that I really thought we could have and really wanted, but you can only be burned so many times, right? Before you just accept it, but it does take, you have to accept it on your end too. You do actually have to mourn, mourn that loss or just kind of process it, if you will. So true and so spot on. And that's one of the things that we're hoping to let people know. I mean, we've talked a lot at this point about mine and Steve and Matt's relationship and how that works, but we're getting into, because we follow a storyline, we're getting into when Matt and I got married and the reality of that. And that's the thing that I, I tell people when they message us and things, I'm like, listen, we are not saying everybody should have this relationship because we know it does not work for everybody. We have tried and it is not effective for one side of things, but it is effective for the other. And ideally, yes, you could let go of every all of these hurts and pains and you know give the other person grace, but it it's not reality for everyone. And that is okay. That's a that's a process you have to come to terms with. That it's okay for it not to be this beautiful relationship. Yeah. And just let go of that pressure, I guess. Oh, for sure. I think that with like the stepmom stigma that comes along is that you, you feel like, oh, well, now I'm the evil stepmom and letting go of that as well, that no, you're not just because this relationship isn't perfect or what you thought it would be does not mean you are a bad person. It means that you are doing what you need to do for you and what's best for the stepkids and for everybody in the situation. Yeah. You just have to do what's best for your family and let go of the pressures of what everyone else thinks you should be doing. Because if you're always thinking about what everyone else thinks that your step family dynamic should look like, you're, you're going to drive yourself crazy. It's just so much extra pressure and it's not going to, it's not going to happen because there's a lot of behind the scenes emotions uh and conversations that, you know, the neighbor, the lady at the hockey arena doesn't know. She's just looking at it from an outside perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what totally. would you say your biggest challenge as a stepmom is? The biggest challenge? Um, at this point, I feel like it's just knowing when to show up for these kids and when to let it go. I think that's been the end, like the process right now is I figured out I don't need to show up how I thought I should. And now what works for me and for my daughter and for my husband and for these kids that is the most effective. So I think that's still a process that I'm I'm kind of weeding out. It's gotten way better, but there are like a few little things that I still feel like, okay, do I do this? Do I not? Is this just me trying to control something? Can I let this go? And that that's really the process right now. What I would guess say, what am I letting go of? What needs to be followed through on? Like what expectations of these kids do I do I follow through with? What do I let Matt engage in? And all of those good things that are like a day-to-day issues in my home that with my daughter aren't a question, but 
you know, it's not my job. It's not my responsibility. If Matt wants to crack down on that, that's his thing, not mine. Oh my gosh, you're so in my head because that's definitely something that I've had to figure out. I'm like, you know, I let Darren do the heavy parenting, but when it comes to things that, you know, need to be addressed in that moment, I don't have a problem saying something, but it's deciding it's about picking your battles, right? Like what is worth the turmoil that it could potentially cause in your household or the turmoil that it could cause in your marriage. I don't think you ever totally figure that out either. (laughs) I don't either. I mean, these are their, this is your, your spouse's or your partner's kid. And you want to love and respect that relationship, right? Like you want them to have a great relationship and you want them to be happy and you want to have a great relationship with your spouse. And so how does that it's a fine line of figuring out which battles do I push and which do I just let go. And sometimes for me, that has felt disrespectful to me by my stepkids or by even Matt. But I've had to realize, okay, this wasn't a personal thing. This was just what needed to happen for them at this time. And that's okay. But it's taken a long time to get to that point to realize this isn't just a disrespect thing. This is just a different situation. Yeah. And do you ever have days when you're really, really good and you think things are awesome and then something happens and you want to lose your shit again? (laughs) Like you feel like you're back at the very beginning of your stepmom days? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And there have been a couple times, like when things have gone down with Matt's ex, that I'm like, he knows at this point that it's pushed me. And it's just because I'll, he'll, he tells me everything. He'll tell me what was said, what happened. And, um, that it feels like a very direct attack. And like the other night I was like, all right, I, I'm out of here. Like, as soon as you get home from work, I am leaving. I'll be home sometime. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I ended up shopping at Nordstrom and I'm like, I'll be home in a couple hours, babe. Like, I just need some time to process this outside of our house, Mm -hmm. which is also a hard feeling to feel like I need to leave my house to be able to process something. But it's true. Sometimes you just have to leave because everything's still there and in front of you. And so you, I needed to leave to go process that. Yeah. And I totally agree. Sometimes you just need a little bit of time away from the chaos to, you know, it's like cooler heads prevail, right? Yep. Yes, for sure. Now, when you sent me and you were, we were talking back and forth on email and you had said, I learned to let go of control to not take offense when mud is slung my way. It's a hard role to find your place in because it's one you never expected to hold. Like, let's unpack that. Like, yeah, that is so true. Being a stepmom, no one expects being a stepmom. So how do you even process it and find your place in it when you it's just this new role that you had no idea you would even be in? Yeah. And that's the thing is, I think that makes step parenting so hard is that it is something you never plan on because it's worst case scenario, right? You don't want to, I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but it is not your first plan. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You don't plan to show up in this situation. And so it is just a constant learning process. And that has been one of the greatest things for me is to realize that I don't have to take offense when the mud is slung my way. Like I can laugh this off and walk away from it. And I do that most of the time. There are still times that it stings and that it hurts. But man, when I realize that that mud's not going to stick and I'm just washing it off, it is so much easier Mm. to come back quicker in my role as a stepmom and as a role in my daughter's life 
for her as her mom, because I think I don't want that to affect her, that she's always worried about, oh, how's mom feeling? Oh, what happened now? Um, because she's very sensitive to that. And so that's something that I realize I need to let this go for myself and for my daughter. Yeah, because as much as we try to keep kids sheltered from what's going on, they have an idea, right? They can pick up on the vibes. They know more than oh, we give sure. them credit for. So it's, you know, I talk a lot about teaching stepmoms on how to thrive amongst the extra stressors. And like, how are you going to thrive amongst this bullshit? Because, you know, if you're in a high conflict situation, yeah. <laughs> the mud is going to keep on coming. If you are dealing, you know, with any of the issues that you're dealing with right now, chances are those are going to be your issues in five years. So the stepmoms listening to this, like, I'm sorry yeah. to tell you a lot <laughs> of the problems that you are dealing with right now are not going away. They will always be there in some way, shape, it's or form. True. So what are you going to do? Like, what kind of strategies can you implement so that you aren't affected? And maybe that is just walking out of the house and going to Nordstrom. Like, you know, maybe that just getting yeah. out of the house, having space, you know, being a part of an online community or connecting with stepmom friends. Like, you have to have some sort of strategies or tools, as you said, in place, or it's going gonna, it's gonna to eat you alive. Oh, yep. Yeah. It is so true. And I remember thinking in the first part of all of this happening and realizing this is not what I was expecting and that not what I signed up for, obviously, thinking, okay, well, if Matt could just change this or if the kids could just change this or if Matt's ex would just do this, I would be okay. And realizing that is not, first of all, that's not how I think. <laughs> and that I had to remind myself of that, that this isn't about anybody else changing how they're showing up in this situation. If I am choosing to stay in this situation, I have to change me and how I am showing up in the situation. And I have to figure out what works for me so that I can let go of all of these things and be the best person for myself, for my daughter, and for my family. Yeah, preach it. That is so good. And that's that's the whole point, right? I think that's the point of basically all, anyone who's talking about stepmom life or stepfamily life, whatever, that's the underlying message from everyone is that you, the only person you can control oh, is yeah. you. Yep. Yep. Mm. And so many women, and I think, I don't know if it's harder for us as women or not, but I feel like that is something we don't want to hear. <laughs> that it's about us. Like we are the ones that have to change our mindset. If we are choosing into this situation, then it's not about anybody else changing how they're acting towards us. It's about us changing how we're showing up in that position. Well, yeah. And and here's the thing. If you're not ready to hear that, that's okay. You know, it takes people time yeah. to yep. come to that realization. But, you know, we had this in the exclusive stepmom community. I had Mary T. Kelly. She's a relationship psychotherapist. Oh, my gosh. She's so good. So funny. And she was saying, you know, stepmoms who are reluctant to change their perspective on this, they have to ask themselves, like, is what you're doing right now working? Like, how's life going right now? Yeah. Is it yep. working? So you can sit around and blame everyone. That's okay. I get, like, yeah. honestly, I'm sure you've had those nights in your kitchen, you know, venting about what's going on and placing some blame. We all do it. Like, we're not sitting on this podcast oh, saying, yeah. oh, you just focus on yourself and don't worry about anyone else. We're not <laughs> fully doing that. We're just saying, have your session you know, vent it out, process whatever you need to process, and then figure out how you're going to deal because you can't just stop at the complaining about other people because you're not going to move forward. Yeah. And I totally agree. Like we, I vent, my husband and I get it out. We say our bits and then we move on because you have to, like, it's just, I thought, okay, well, we could be better about this and whatever. And I think also in that, it's also important who you're saying those things to. Like that is something 
obviously we never say in front of our children. Like that is so damaging. And so any venting that happens, happens in our bedroom after kids are in bed or when they're not around and we know they can't hear us. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely a process. And I think my husband at first felt like if I vented, then he had to fix it. And he had to, you know, and I was accusing him of whatever. And I'm like, I understand you can't fix this situation. Like you can't change what she's doing or how she's showing up. And I know it's affecting you as well, my husband as well. I don't expect you to change anything. I just need to say it so that I can process it. Yes. (laughs) And that's been good for both of us to realize too. Like this isn't, we're not expecting the other person to change it. We're not expecting her to change We just need to put it out there and be done with it. Absolutely. And you know what? Darren would really resonate with that because there were times when I would come to him about the kids or like something the kids were doing or something that, you know, the ex was doing and he would get upset at me because he felt like I was blaming him and looking at him to solve it when he couldn't do anything about it. Yes. And we had to have a conversation where I said, no, I'm not blaming you for this. Can you just let me get this off my chest? And me coming up and, you know, even when it comes back to the kids, venting about the kids here and there, I vent about our daughter all the time right? This is just like having a (laughs) five second debrief with your partner because your kid's driving you nuts. Like that has nothing to do with your step family dynamic and just has to do with the fact that parenting is hard sometimes. Yeah. 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 And I think it's a hard thing to realize that isn't personal when a spouse or partner is venting about your kid, that they're expressing what they need to express, getting that off their chest and moving on. And hopefully that's done in a manner that's not super damaging or painful. But I think if you have a respectful relationship, it's not done that way. But you just need to recognize they're processing this. And it honestly might be information you need to hear and learn from as well, that you're not just seeing your child as this perfect little being. These are issues that somebody from outside has seen as well. And so you need to process those. Anyways, it goes all around, but it is a huge thing to realize. I just need to get this off my chest. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. I'm not, you know, this is Or you might be a little mad. Or anything. You might be a little mad. Yeah, you can be <laughs> mad. But it's not like, it's not like you're holding it against this kid forever. No. Like it's not something, it's just in this, in the moment, in the situation, get it out there and be done. Yeah. How do you yeah. guys deal with if the ex is saying bad things about you to the kids? Have you guys ever experienced that? Oh yeah. All the time. And at this point, we haven't really addressed it. Well, and I shouldn't say that completely. Like I've talked to my stepdaughter a little bit, just asking her like situations have come up that we've been concerned about and talking to her in a way that, how did you feel in this situation? I am not here to place judgment on your mom or anybody that was involved. I just want to know how you felt and if you're okay. And then saying to her, listen, I know, I know things were said about me. I know this came up. And I just want you to know that that's how your mom feels. And I understand that. And I don't want you to be, to think that I don't know that Mm -hmm. these things are said. So it's been addressed in just that telling them that we know what is said and what's being thrown around, but we're not going to engage in that ourselves. Yeah, that's such a great response. And I always recommend people will say, you know, I'm sorry that your mom feels that way, or I know your mom feels that way, but do you think that's the truth or, you know, this is how we feel, right? And so you're not painting the mom as a liar because I feel like the kids kind of can get their back up with that, but you're acknowledging it and saying, yeah, Mm -hmm. this maybe not is, this is not how everyone sees it. Yeah, yeah. Validating where she's at, but not saying, Mm -hmm. you know, that what she's doing is wrong. It's 
because I think, yeah. Kids can and read between the lines. And hopefully kids see that as they get older. Yes, that they'll understand. Yeah. Well, maybe that really wasn't okay for my mom to do that and say that because of the pressure and stress it put on me as a kid. Yeah, totally. And I always so. say kids are going to look back on their childhood with an adult perspective. So even though you want to kind of, yes. you know, stick up for yourself or set the matter straight or whatever, you don't have to because they're yeah. going to figure it out in the long run anyway. They're yeah. going to come up with their own version of the truth. Yeah. Well, and I just believe that kids are going to feel that and understand that, that you didn't put them in the middle of this situation. It's so hard for them as is to know that their parents can't get along and that they can't talk and whatever. And then to have that added on top of it where it's blatant, you know, throwing the other person on the bus. It's just not. Yeah. yeah. Not cool. No not good it. parenting. No need for not it. Cool. But people do yeah. what they're going to do. And we just have yeah. to keep showing up the way we want to show up. Right. Yes, mm -hmm. for sure. Amazing. Okay. So you have a podcast, right? So you and Steve do. and Matt all have a podcast together. Yes. So we have a podcast called Husband-in-Law and yeah, it's the three of us sharing our stories and literally we just sit down and follow a timeline and talk about what we went through and how we felt at that time and the different emotions and experiences each of us had at different moments throughout our marriages and oh. relationships. Oh my gosh. I'm going to binge it all this weekend. Um, I'm super excited <laughs> sure for this. start on episode one. Oh, I'm for sure starting <laughs> on episode one because I still have a lot of questions. Um, so there will be more questions that come up. So we were talking about this. We, we are going to get you back on the podcast. Um, maybe all of you guys can come on, but we are going to continue this conversation. However, in the meantime, I'm going to let you go. We will we love it. We will uh, wrap it up. But thank you so much. I'm going to link your podcast, all your social um, information. And I know my community is going to love, you know what, you, you, you've you got a lot of great tips here. So you, uh, you're definitely a special, <laughs> well, special woman. So thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Jamie. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.